The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. I am your host, Raider Greg. Welcome to the show. Man, what a close loss that was. And you know, I didn't expect it. I was hoping and thinking maybe, but then, (laughs) the but then part, uh, you're all going to hear the rest of that. Well, welcome to our show. This is show 511. For those who don't know, let's get to what's on it right now. Raider Nation, on today's show, we will have the postgame for my little donkeys, the Bronco Hoes. You call it what you want. I hate that team. And boy, it was tough seeing them come out with a win. Unfriggin' believable. We'll hit on that. Pre-game for let's squish the fish, mangle the mammals, you name it, you call it. But man, they're 2-0, and they're a freaky team. They look pretty damn good. I want to hit on that, too. And then the bone line, of course, where you guys get to tell me what's up, which I like the best of. And then we'll just roll that show out just like that. Randy's on vacation, so uh, some of these shows might be a little spotty, but uh, we'll do our best to get the job done for y'all. All right, the post game. For the Bronco Hoes! To be quite honest, like I told you last show, I wasn't expecting a lot from the Raiders, but man, the first half was... Like, oh my gosh, I started to feel like a a dead battery being charged up again. And it got very exciting. Cooper was catching balls. Carr was getting on time. Seth Roberts. uh, The Beast was, you know, he was doing his thing. Martin was getting stopped for two yards. But need I digress? You know, the Raiders have not held another team to zero since 1980. 1980, I think that's the, I think that's it. Um, Maybe not. I think maybe during the 2002 season, we went to the Super Bowl. We might have held the Chiefs to zero in that first half. But I know in an away game, I don't think we've done that. I think this is our first away game since 1980. We've held another team to zero at the half. I was amazed. I was happy. All I could keep thinking was, will the Raiders make adjustments in the second half to do something different, to do something fresh? I mean, don't get me wrong, but Andy Reid is a genius when it comes down to using their personnel. But I digest or digress, whichever you want to use. The Raiders came out in the second half and did what they've done pretty much this season. They've stagnated. They've had an inability to stop the other team's running game. And really, when it came down to it, everybody was gassed. But they had a little more gas in the tank than we had. So we lost 19-20. to 20. 
Carr had almost a record performance. Uh, what was he, 24 for 26, 29? Great. I mean, that's uh, that and alone is a bright spot in this game on this team. Mari Cooper showed up. That was also a bright spot. Not too sure about using Reggie Nelson, or excuse me, number 82, Jordy Nelson, as a punt returner. He doesn't look comfortable and you know what? He's just going to catch the ball. That's all he's supposed to do, not run it. Because I don't think he's into it. And, you know, there again, injuries persist for the Oakland Raiders. It's nice to see we did get to the quarterback, even though it was only one time. Um, our defense played awesome in the first half. I mean, they played their ass off. It was crazy. Second half, they showed wear and tear, and they were tired. Um, but man, it's a hard one to lose by a point, especially as how hard this team played. I felt bad for our team. I felt so bad for these players because they could almost taste the victory and they got handed the plate with the pile of poop on it. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's going to take to win a game. Um... I know this, there's a lot that has gone down, uh, and everybody who watched Monday night <laughs> or the Thursday night game with the Bears and the Seacocks was reminded yet again why Khalil Mack was such a force. Where does this trade rank? I know we're going back to the trade only. Yeah, it hasn't even started. It yet. hasn't even started yet, and we've seen the two national television, uh, two nationally well, televised games, and he's already making, he's already causing havoc, and he doesn't even know the full playbook yet. I don't know if he's already caught up with Vic Fangio's defense. Need a whole lot to know. No, he I, doesn't. I, I, but the bottom line is, you don't trade great play. I, honestly, the problem I think was the fourteen draft was so exceptional that you, you know, you get your first round pick, you hit it big with Khalil, right. and you hit it big with the second and third rounders. And you had to pay. And then, really, when you look at the construction of the team, and I keep saying this, as good as they are, and you know how much John loves his interior three and the way they just bullied the ball in the end zone behind uh, Osemele, Hudson, and Jackson with Marshawn's touchdown. You're just paying too much money for the left guard, the center, and the right guard. It's just the bottom line. It's disproportionate to the rest of the league. Could you have moved some of their money around? I don't know. Outside of Belichick, and he just does things differently, I can't think of any GM in the league that would have traded Khalil off his roster (laughs) and not just signed him. There's just no way in hell. He's just a dominant force. And, you know, when they stand him up in that two-point stance and he's able to come with speed and then translate it to power, uh, he's a force. John Gruden trading away Khalil Mack, not looking good so far. Greg Papa was pretty honest when he said they should have gotten rid of Assembly and and Gabe Jackson and got that money and gave it to Khalil. And you know what? I I got to tell you, and the way he describes the trade, like I said before, the trade makes me sick because we didn't get any talent for it. We got the possibility of getting talent. Now, I think the Bears are going to have a way better schedule than we are. I think they're going to win way more games than we do. So that might be a 15 pick or an 18 pick. Who knows? Our pick, though, should be pretty high. I think our pick's going to be pretty high. Um, 
because everyone's going to have to be real high to watch the Raiders this year. And I'm not trying to be a gomer or a Raider hater. I've heard it all. I've heard it all. Listen, folks, 13 years I've been putting my money where my freaking mouth is. I've been going to that stadium, watching my team, cheering them on. But I just call it like I see it. You guys know. You guys who listen, a lot of people lately have been saying, oh, I can't take the negativity. Well, don't freaking listen, bro. Don't listen to me. Because I'm just saying what I think. And the bone line, well, the bone line's you guys. And that's what I depend on to either corroborate my opinion or completely call me out for being whatever I might be at the time. The Raiders should have won this game. I expected them to win it. And here's the worst part about the game to me as a Raider fan was the time management. Clock management towards the end of the game was absolutely the lamest ever. I don't know when you're running the ball and you're getting two yards, why do you continue to run the ball when they have more than two minutes on the clock? You got to get a first down, man. We've been throwing the ball. We could have given it to Cook. We could have thrown the ball to Cooper. We could have given it, thrown it to Seth Roberts. All the options we had, which were successful in the first half, were thrown to the wayside for run, run, run. Doug Martin, I've had enough of Doug Martin. Please. Please. Beast mode. Man, he's an old, tired dude. I, You know, I can't call him out. He played great. When he gets a hole, he does great. I like seeing him run. He's a good runner. Doug Martin. What a popcorn fart that pickup is. And as long as we're on that subject, I'm going to just go on a rant because I can. Here's my rant. Why does John Gruden continue to find old guys off the heap, discarded, and bring them in here? Is he trying to be the magic Al Davis, which is what I kind of think? You know, he did it before. You know, he did. Our Super Bowl team was a bunch of old guys. Jerry Rice. Who else we had out there? Garner. Uh, who else? Wheatley. We had a lot of guys we picked up. I just, <laughs> I don't see it. But then again, I'm not the coach. I'm not getting $100 million to coach this team. I'm just a fan pointing things out that I just don't understand. Josh Gordon was just traded to the Patriots. Now, he's a problem. He's a problem child like uh, like Bryant is a problem child. And what did we give up for Bryant? Oh, we gave up a third-round pick for Bryant, if I'm not mistaken. And they gave up a fifth-round pick for Josh Gordon, which is ten times the man that Bryant is. Leaves me scratching my head. Don't know why. Don't care why. Just ain't happened for us. I know he's the head case. He's got some issues. But man, if he's on, he's way on. He is a dynamic, game-changing receiver. But evidently, I guess two Bryants or two Gordons or whatever, whatever you want to call it, two problems in the locker room is not what we're looking for. What can you do? Can you blame him? But I got to say this, man, I I know we're rebuilding, but uh, the Khalil Mack trade, I'm going to bring it up again. It's a sore subject for me. Damn it. Why did we not get a freaking player? Dante Fowler, one of their linebackers, would have been a great part of this trade, 
and we wouldn't have been hurting quite as much. But just to get picks, and then we gave them a second round. This will, and I mark my words right now, because this will go down as the worst football trade in the history of the game. Long after I'm underground, they'll be talking about this trade. Now, he thinks he might get some value. I hope he does. You know, but I just don't see there's any possibility right now. I could be I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But damn, 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 damn. You know, it's hard to watch him wreck havoc for the Bears because the Bears are going to be pretty good this year. I'm not going to drop the value of that pick big freaking time. Dumb ass move in my humble opinion. Not for this team. This team needs a lot of help. No pass rush. Killed us. I mean... (laughs) uh, So hard to lose to the Broncos. So tough, especially for those who were at the game. My my heart goes out to you because... They were quiet for the whole first half. It looked real good for us. I don't know if we're making any adjustments at the half. Does it seem like it to you? Because it just does not seem like they're changing a thing in the second half. I mean, (laughs) the same things. Where's this massive playbook? I'd love to see it. It seems like the fans have already soured on Gruden. Remember when he came back, he's at Ricky's, he had the big presser at Alameda. Everybody was excited. Uh, everybody in Raider Nation was smiling ear to ear about John Gruden being back. And all of a sudden, he's starting owing to trades away Mac. He's cutting all these players here, and the fans have already soured on him. So what's your early impressions of John Gruden so far in the well, 2018 season? Who was he season? cut? I don't, who was he cut off the roster that was so, I mean, the older guys? He cut, you know, he got rid of Janikowski, he got rid of Kondo, he got rid of the punter. I mean, those are things other teams would have done. It was the Mac trade. Uh, John is a, a brilliant football coach. There's no doubt. He's a great play designer, play caller. You see it. He's still doing it now. His game management is poor. And I'd like, you know, to go back to that game and not kick that field goal with 13 minutes to go and go up two touchdowns. The Denver Broncos are going to get the ball back twice. They're going to have two more possessions after you kicked off up 12. It's a huge difference from being up two touchdowns or being up a touchdown and a field goal. I'd like to see the analytics department. He's talking about, you know, GPS and the numbers. You know, what did they tell him on that? What is your... Probability of victory, I love that, to win the National League West, the Dodgers and the Rock. you know, what do we know? Well, when you kick that field goal and go up two touchdowns, what's your probability of victory there? So it's just that was a bad mistake. But we knew that when John was here. He wasn't great at game management. I think it's one of the things that Al soured on him right away. But, he, you know, he was young and he had to learn uh, that's a mistake. And then just the overall controlling of the entire roster. When you give a guy a 10-year deal, and you give them $100 million, and it's not a college program. It's an NFL program. Uh, and other coaches have gotten, you know, long contracts. But this kind of outlay, he just he got control of everything. You could see it in the way he drafted, uh, trading down, not, not taking the safety from Florida State, Derwin James, taking wow. the left tackle, yeah. Colton Miller. Just a lot of things. But this is just uh, – I think he just wanted to get rid of it. He wanted it to go away. And he's a football coach, and his, his, his mentality was 
He didn't show up. I'm a new coach in town. I'm open for business. The guy never showed up. He wasn't going to show up for a game. I wanted to go away. And the reality is it's not going to go away because he's not like he fell off the earth. He's in this league. And right now everybody's fawning over him. And right now, you know, two weeks into the year, it just started. He would be a landslide winner for Defensive Player of the Year award. So it's really not going to go away. And it's sad because I'm the one who talked about John coming back more than anyone. And I, I felt he would come back. I wasn't sure he'd come back with this franchise. But I think they, they needed to control him. It's a different set of circumstances. Al's dead. It's not like the end of his Tampa run here. Uh, I don't know who he really trusts in personnel in that building. Uh, but he, he needs someone to help him just to, to execute a trade. If you wanted to get rid of Mac, and, you know, you could do it in March and get more and return back. But I think he just wanted it to go away. It's not, He's yeah. tired of it. You could tell in his answers. He looks tired overall. Uh, but I, I just don't, you know, when he took the job, did he really feel like he had to run a cannonball through the locker room? Did he not feel like there were pieces to win with? Or did he feel like they had to completely redo it? I mean, I, that's what I'm a little, this team did win 12 games a couple of years ago. And I don't think they're as good as New England or Jacksonville. I'm not saying that. But are they, were they that far away that he felt like he had to completely redo it? Obviously, I you know, the Mac thing was just finances. But right. just by his actions, signing so many veteran players i mean the wide receivers the linebacking core all the you know the guys in the secondary just everybody that he's brought in is a veteran player there's no i think the way it's turning out is it's going to be a rebuild honestly phil baffert are fans in oakland california who have to watch this team and are watching basically a rebuilding team and by the time they're ready to win they're going to be in another state playing football so that that's what really sucks they almost uh, won Sunday. They almost they won Sunday. Won. They, they should have won. won that game. So it is football. If you if your coaches are that much better than everybody else, and this coaching staff is way better than what Jack Del Rio had, you, you can't necessarily make that statement. It's possible they can win, but I, I just don't know what he, what he thinks of. I think he looked at a lot of bad tape when he watched yeah. the guys after he got the job and he right. started the grind. He <laughs> thought, wow. This is, they're not as good as I thought they might. I don't know. He, we, he got ready for him when he did the game in Philadelphia on Christmas night, but uh, he obviously didn't like a lot of the players that were already here. We're all in two. That means there's an 88% chance that we will not go to the playoffs. So we can write that one off. Let's stop talking about it because it's almost funny. Let's look at what we are going to do this year. What we are going to do is see who can play. We're going to go through all these players, and next season we're going to dump half of them for other guys, older guys, different guys. But I see a complete transformation again next year. Gunther's doing his best. He's got a great scheme. He just doesn't have the talent there. So our, our team, in essence, this is a rebuilding year. So I have to be like all you guys and say, well, you know what? I hope we win. Watch the game and look to see who does well and who doesn't do so well. And then go on to the next week because that's the kind of season it's going to be for me. It's like they just discovered Seth Roberts to be the, the whole, oh, man, Seth Roberts. I'm like, well, anybody who's watched this team since he's been on it, Seth Roberts is a baller, man. The fact they haven't used him till just recently just blows me away. they got to give that kid some more job. 
they got to give him an opportunity to get open more because he is productive as hell. My opinion, yet again. Defense, man, they played real well in the first half. I, I got to say, they played excellent in the first half. They were knocking balls down. Receivers weren't getting open. They were cloaking people. They did a great job. But then again, the other team made adjustments, and then look what happened. Case Keenum became Tom Brady and, you know, made some crazy passes. He's a good quarterback. They got a real good set of running backs. That Lindsey kid is no joke. Man, that was a tough loss. Tough, tough loss. And kind of sealed the deal for our season. You know, the other thing I noticed, too, is John Gruden doesn't like being up at the podium on a loss by any stretch. Nobody would. But he hates it. He despises having to answer questions. I mean, the looks that he gives the reporters are, they're hateful, man. I mean, he's not that kind of guy, but man, I'd be afraid to ask this guy a question. <laughs> he's pissed. And can we say penalties? Oh my gosh. Where's the discipline, John? Where the hell? These pre-snap penalties are killing us. Fourth and two, five-yard penalty, 10-yard penalty. Key moments of the game, just killing us. I don't know. I know I don't have to worry about the answer. I'm just asking the questions. We're going to have a whole new draft class next year. We got a lot, you know, hopefully we'll see what our season is. Like I said, I still hold a six. I think we can win six games at least. But other than that, I, I think that's about the max for me. I look at the schedule. So all that, I know I have to hit on the Mac thing again because I'm pissed about it. People telling me to shut the hell up, but I can't. Bugs, bugs me to death. Every time Chicago's plays, now I got to watch the game. I got to watch the highlights of the game and see what Mac did. Who does that? Oh, I'm so flipped out. Anyway, good game, Raiders. You give it, you give it a hell of a try. 100% effort. I think everybody left everything on the field. Uh, I don't think there was any real buffoonery other than the penalties. And when you're tired and you can't breathe, what are you going to do? Right? This game, it could have gone either way, and it didn't go our way for whatever reason. I think the reason was the clock management was just horrific. I think the plays called in that last three minutes were absolutely lame and fucking gutless. Pardon my French. But there was no... <laughs> There was no guts. Reach down and grab a pair, throw the ball. Because they think we're going to run the ball. Ugh. Painful. Painful. Hard to watch the Broncos win. They got to come to our house. Maybe it'll be different. Hopefully, next time it will be different. We'll kick their ass in Oakland this season. And that is really all I about I have to say. That's all I got to say about that. All right, let's do a pregame for the fish. Let's squish the fish. Let's mangle the mammals. We got to go down to Miami and kick some fish ass 
excuse me, some mammal ass, whatever you want to call it. We got to get it done, man. And if I'm not mistaken, we're going to be wearing our black jerseys there in the Florida fall, hot and humid. We've done it before, though. I don't think we've won there with our black song, but we've played there before, so we should be not surprised about this. Let's hit on the game. They call him Flipper, Flipper, faster than lightning. No one you see is smarter than he. And we know Flipper lives in a world full of wonder, lying there under, under the The Miami Dolphins are 2-0. and Beat the Ravens. And who else did they beat? And they beat the Jets, 20-12. to So here you have a typical Dolphins team. Now, this is the Dolphins. They're spastic like anybody else. They could win three more games and then drop the rest of the season. You know how the Dolphins are. Well, that's the Dolphins. And, you know, but they're a way more complete team than we are. Their defense is getting after it. Their offense is putting up points. Hell, the Ravens put up 47 points two weeks before it. And they come in and the Dolphins just stopped them, period. I don't know. I will have to say we got to do what we did before. We got to keep going as hard and as fast as we can early. And I think that's what Gruden's plan has been so far this season is Let's get out there. Let's make that first drive count. Let's score points. Let's put them on their heels and try to keep that momentum up. Keep scoring, keep scoring, keep scoring, because he knows our defense is like Swiss cheese. There's no real defense. I mean, the <laughs> Tannehill's going to have all day and all night and then all day again to get a pass off. Um Unless things change. I don't know, because we've been blitzing a lot lately on third down. That's been working out sometimes, and other times it hasn't. You know, Gunther's got a different mindset, which is kind of nice to see a blitz now and then. i got to tell you my, the truth. But uh, the Miami Dolphins are significantly improved. They're playing with some attitude. We're going to be in their house. going to be hot as hell. We're going to be wearing our blacks. And it's going to be a conditioning game, too. But again, I think the playbook for Gruden, I think it's a good idea, because that's all we can do, is to score as many freaking points as we can, as often as we can until the clock runs out. And we've been stopped in the second half. And, and I just think teams have figured out what we do in the second half and just put a, a clamp down on it. I don't know how, but they're doing it. We got to get over that. We got to be able to move the ball in the second half, no three and outs, score another touchdown, 10 points, 20 points. Now we got to be scoring 34 points a game. 34 points a game will win a game. Almost guaranteed. I'm not guaranteeing, but I'm saying if we can score that many points, we should. Man, the first half, we were moving the ball at will. It was like we had some kind of super freaks going on. But um, then the half comes. I don't know what happens. 
It's some kind of voodoo thing going on, or maybe it's the water, or I don't know. I have no idea. I can't even imagine. Artavius Bryant showed up in the last game. I mean, we were having people contribute all over, and we to beat Miami at the, the basic necessity of the Raiders is to score way more points. We got to keep scoring points. That's our strong point. That's our strength. The defense needs to stay off the field and rested. Just come in for a short amount of time. The offense needs to be out there all day long. Our offense needs to be out there all day. And, um, well, that's the way we'll win. Just keep scoring. Because that's the only way we're going to win this year. Special teams, you know, I got nothing to write home about. They're using Jordy Nelson as a pump, punt and kick returner. Really? Really? That's desperate, man. Ugh. I hate this rebuilding shit. Hey, by the way, the only the only the other trade that the Raiders made that was probably the second, maybe even the worst trade in NFL history. You ready? You guys got to know it. We traded John Gruden to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for $8 million, two firsts, a second, two seconds maybe. And we never recovered from that trade. Never. And look at what we got. <laughs> God. The crazy business, man. Football crazy. It's driving me crazy. But I'm glad that I don't have all crazy expectations for the Raiders. You shouldn't have it. But, you know, we want our team to win. We want good things to go down. You know, Derek Carr almost broke a record for passing. Real close. I mean, real close to a Dan Marino record for completions in a game. I mean, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. So that was the worst trade in Raider history, I think. Trading John Gruden away. Damn. I just even wonder if he'd have stayed our coach that whole time, how much money we'd have ended up paying him. I don't think it'd been close to $100 million. That's a crazy thought, too. But I digest. I digress. <laughs> oh, gosh. My team. Our team. What the hell? Blown me away, man. Just in 2016. We were there until a Christmas Eve night. Derek Carr breaks his back or his leg. He broke his leg. We were there. <laughs> we could have seen how far we could have gone. It could have been, damn. That was a nice year, though, 2016, huh? Let's reminisce about that year, because that wasn't that long ago. And that was some fun friggin' football. That was some great football. I mean, the Chiefs game at home. Unfrickin' believable. I mean, those, those are the games you never forget. You keep telling your kids, telling their kids. You know, that was a season. And I hope we get back to that soon. I hate to be a poopy but damn <laughs> gosh man it seems like 
I, I, how come we can't sustain that over a few years? <laughs> Gosh, man. Okay, I've done enough. I've had enough, and I'm gonna move on to the bone line because really, there's nothing else I can say about the Dolphins. Um, they have better special teams. They have a better defense, and you know their offense. But you know. You just never know, man. We could come out next week and kick their ass. And and we've done that before when unexpected. And and if Gruden gets the right set of plays and we get the right situation, we could win in Miami. We have let me put it this way. Nobody wants to be 0-3. Nobody. So these guys on our team are gonna be playing like freaking what kind of the, like the three hundred? <laughs> they're gonna be they're gonna be gladiators and freaking unbelievable warriors because none of these guys want to get a call like, "Hey man, what are you owing three? None of them, none of them, including the coach. The word has gone out: we cannot lose in Miami. Nobody's gonna do owing three. They don't want. Nobody wants that. So I would say, man. The Super Freaks, they're coming out. And not just the first half. We're going to continue to burn until the end of the game. I say the Raiders win in Miami. I say they win in Miami by at least a touchdown or 10 points. And, you know, I just think we can do that. I think our team is pressed to do it. And I don't think they're stressed to do it. I think they're just pressed out of pure pride and dignity about yourself. I think that's going to bring the Raiders through and beat Miami. That's the truth. So let's hope that happens because that's what I'm thinking in this game against the Fish. So, uh, well, that is all I have to say about that. one 800 7181 1-800-620-7181. Get on the bone line, will you? Please, people. <laughs> I beg of you, I need you to call in so that I know that I'm not just going out of my mind. Let's hear it. All the smart guys out there, because there's a lot of you guys, um, for sure. 1-800-620-7181. Get on it. Let's hear from our first caller of the show. And our first caller is a 3-6-0 Raider. Calling from Bellingham, Washington. That's a beautiful place, bro. What's up? What's going on, Raider Greg? Raider Randy, Raider Nation. 3-6-0 Raider checking in from Bellingham, Washington. Week two of the regular season. Uh, John Gruden 2.0. I don't know, man. I, I, I've been always skeptical about this move, um, and it's starting to uh, it's starting to bear the fruition of my skepticism. Uh, you know, when we can't get the we can't get our biggest defensive star into the building, when we go and trade Costco, two first round picks, and a ham sandwich. 
and can't figure out what the hell is going on that's wrong, it doesn't take a rocket science to figure it out. Um, also, has anybody seen the keys to the car? I can't find them. I look here, there, and everywhere. Can't find the keys to the car. Don't know. Don't know where they went. Their car has been playing like a different guy since he got hurt Christmas Eve two years ago. It's like he's afraid to take a hit, and um, you know that's why he checks. He checks down too quick. Um, he doesn't, you know, stay there in the pocket and wait for the play to develop. Throwing three interceptions on Monday night. Uh, you know, we looked good. Good in the first quarter, sputtered out. Um, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, you do. You know what's going on. You watch the games like the rest of us. You see that we really can't run the ball sufficiently. We... We tout a big offensive line. Everyone says it, but I don't see big holes. I don't certainly see, like, um, <laughs> who do we just play that ran the ball up and down our ass? Um, the Rams. Well, I don't see that kind of running. So if we want to do anything, we're going to have those first downs. you got to have the second and short, third and short. Uh, the third and longs kill us, and it has been killing us. And I just don't think we're running the ball as well as we should be, maybe. We're passing the ball pretty well. Denver was a great game. They Everyone played their ass off. Team played hard. It just came up short. Uh, the two-minute drill was ugh, uh, just hard to get those things back, the penalties, all that. It's our team, bro. So it's not Carr specifically. He did a great job. And if he is consistent that way, well, you know, what can you do? You got to, I don't know what you're going to do. Get him more weapons. Who knows? Thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is Raider Tony, Northwest Raider. What's up, Tony? Raider Greg, Raider Nation. This is Raider Tony, the Northwest Raider. Um, what a game, you know, it's a game that, uh, you know, we really should have won, you know, the one play that I think of this game against the Broncos really cost us the game. The one play was that Keith Smith drop for the first down would have kept the drive alive, probably would have got us some points. Um, you know, it's just disappointing to lose a game that we should have won. Um, but on the bright side, uh, you know, Raiders played a great game. And Derek Carr looked uh, much better, after, you know, than he did during the last week, fourth quarter against the Rams, when he totally imploded. Um, you know, there's a guy that can fix it. If it can be fixed, it would be Gruden and his staff. Um, you know, and it's not to say that uh, – that they'll be able to. Whatever issues Derek Carr has with, like, feeling pressure and throwing interceptions, um, you know, that he's had the past couple of years ever since he got injured, um, you know, it might not be fixable, like you pointed out, excuse me, in the uh, podcast. So, you know, who knows? But he does look a lot better today. And, uh, you know, we can only hope that it got fixed. But, man, it just – 
pisses me off. It's a game that we should have won. We blew a two-score lead to a division rival that, uh, you know, was a game that we should have won. Um, so, you know, whatever, on to next week. Um, all I'm trying to do is just stay positive and look at the bright side, which is, uh, you know, they looked a lot better than they did against the Rams. Of course, the Broncos are not nearly as good as the Rams. But still, you know, I mean, I was looking for a competitive game, and I was looking to see if Derek Carr would, uh, you know, be more composed and cool, calm, and collective. And, you know, when he's good, he's good. and uh, But when he's bad, he's bad. So let's just hope that they are working on those issues that he has. And, uh, you know, on to the next game. I mean, you know, I just, I can't, I can't say enough about the defense. They really contained the Rams for a whole half, almost three quarters. Uh, they really shut down the Broncos the whole first half today. Our defense is a lot better. And, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I hate to bring it up, but man, with Khalil Mack, what a difference that would have made. Um, you know, because our defense is a good defense. They're not great. They're not a dominant defense, but they're much improved over last year. And uh, we're just not able to get as much pressure. And uh, Khalil Mack is a guy that would wreck offensive lines and offenses. So, you know, I guess we'll be living in the shadow of that trade this whole season. That that part, you know, that's going to suck. But anyway, you know, good game. You know, yeah, we lost, but looked a hell of a lot better than last week. And uh, at this point, that's really all I'm looking for. It's just improvement. Uh, the offense looks good. You know, Derek Carr almost had a perfect game. I mean, he only had, what, two incompletions, three incompletions the whole game. That That's good football, and that's good quarterback play. play. He managed the game well. You know, again, if Keith Smith makes that catch, you know, it's a first down. Raiders probably won the game. So, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is, you know, not to make excuses, but really it's a game we should have won, but whatever. Anyway, fun game. On to next Sunday. Uh, I'm out. Well, brother, all I can really think of, of all the things you said, was if he would have had Khalil Mack. <laughs> Oh my gosh, how many times do you think that was said or thought of in the last two games? Just think about it. Unflippin' believable. Funny though, hey, what are you going to do? I mean, in the next game too, I bet you it's said at least once. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> ah, thanks for the call, bro. And our next caller is Obi-Wan Raider. What's going on, bro? I know you're dropping bombs. I am too. What's up, Raider Nation? Obi-Wan Raider calling in from Spring, Texas. Man, what the fuck was that? There's no fucking reason Denver should have been able to come back in that damn game. This is what happens, John, when you put too many veterans on a fucking team. 
for all your talk of people who want to play the game, they know how to play the game, veterans know what to be expected, then they should have known and not been out of position on that last drive so many damn times. How do you let them convert a first and 20 and team them as two yards in the back of the end zone? For all those who want to talk shit about car this, car that, car this, car that. Clark wasn't the one fucking missing wide open passes like Keith Smith did. And God, why did John Gruden put Doug, I'm out of my prime, Martin, I got cement on my shoes inside the game. I cannot stand this guy with a passion. The only joy I can take out of the day is watching um, New England getting their ass romped by Jacksonville. This game isn't on car. The last game was on car. Hands down, no fucking questions. Raider Greg, I'm sorry about the language, but just as you had in the last podcast, you were going off. You're going to have a lot of fans blowing their freaking lids and going off because we should have won this damn game. Chucky was being way too conservative. We start going to Amari Cooper, and we start getting him the ball. Then he goes away from it. Why in the hell would you throw a slap on third and eight? Seriously? Because that's the play that was called. This defense, there's a lot of talent and a lot of potential. Potential don't mean shit until you win a damn game. And for all those still whining about Khalil Mack, it's done. It's over. He ain't coming back. Don't bring it up anymore, dude. Because I remember listening to the podcast Khalil Mack's first year, and up until the 10th, 11th game, people were talking about, oh, our Mack is not here. You know, this guy, we haven't seen nothing from him. It's going to take these young kids time, too. But these veterans that Gruden brought in, they need to play better since they've been in the league, quote-unquote, long enough. They should know what they're doing. Rashad Melvin should not be that far off in allowing them to make that catch. Reggie Nelson, yeah, you have one good play. You suck ass, dude. Fucking 0-2, really? Obi-Wan Raider, I'm out. Well, bro, of course, F-bombs. Of course, I mean, you're pissed, I'm pissed. And yeah, I hate to bring up that stupid Mac thing, but... uh, You know, why didn't we get another player? Fuck! Pardon me, there's the F-bomb right there. I don't know, bro. 0-2, what you gonna do? We just have to ride this one out, too, like we've ridden them out before, my brother. (laughs) Just like we've ridden them... Before, let's just hope for a big improvement. That's what we got to hope for. Young team, new scheme, new coaches. Here we go. Right? Did we expect anything else? Love your call, bro. Keep them coming. And our next caller is the Kansas Raider. What you got for us, brother? Hey, Raider Nation. This is. Kansas Raider, a.k.a. the Ghost Raider. Man, I'm kind of kind of upset right now, kind of upset. I'm going to say this once, and I'm not going to bring it up ever, ever, ever again. We should not have gotten railed of Khalil Mack. Point blank, our defense is mediocre at best right now. Now I'm done with that. When I was found, when I found out Gruden was coming back, I can promise you there was nobody more happier than me. I am a Gruden fan. 
I believe he is a very, very, very good coach. But I am questioning everything now. Defense, and he's not really a defensive-minded guy, so I'm I'm not going to put it all on him. But I believe we have four first-round draft picks. Dang it, we better go and draft some defense of players. Dang it, if we don't draft any defensive players this year, and I'm talking about 2018 season, we better go and trade for some defensive players, defensive line players. Or Gruden was never here to bring a championship back to Oakland. Everything is going to be rebuilding. Everybody's getting ready for Las Vegas. And I think that is so much disrespectful to the – I'm not even going to say the community of Oakland because, I mean, just like he said about Khalil Mack, Oakland don't want the Raiders here. If Oakland wanted the Raiders here, they would have spent 20 – would have spent the money they needed to 20 years ago to get us the stadium. But Oakland don't want the Raiders. But the fans still deserve – a championship in Oakland. I'm just kind of upset right now, man. Watch the game, 19 to 20. Oh, my gosh, man. This don't make no sense. I had us at the beginning of the year going 10 and 6. 10 and 6. We will be going 6 and 10. 6 and 10. I'm not going to hold you up. Raider Nation, man, I'm still going to be a Raider regardless. I'm looking on um, Facebook and all the pages, everybody talking about they're leaving. And we lose. It's, it's, it happens. We're going to lose. We're going to lose. I'm still going to be a Raider. I'm still going to be a Raider in Oakland. I'm going to be a Raider in Las Vegas. I'm going to be a Raider in Los Angeles. I'm living in Indiana now, and I'm still a Raider. So it don't matter where I go, it's still going to be in me. Red Nation, keep your heads up and everything seems like it's going down. Oh, God, this sucks. I'm out. I love this call. <laughs> it's raw. It's to the point. There was a Khalil Mack sighting. <laughs> Bro, I'm feel- we're all feeling you, man. Everything you said. Um... You know, the people of Oakland, all these season ticket holders been supporting this place for a long time, man. Long time. And all those people who bought the first PSL and they had their name up there in the front of the Coliseum. Bro. What does it mean? I don't know. I know we ain't getting no championship here before they go, so just forget that. It's going to be Vegas. I don't see anybody jumping ship. I hear people saying, you know, oh, you guys are jumping ship because, you know, I, I hear it all the time because I'm real. I, I say what I want to say and people get on my shit. But um, nobody's jumping anywhere. I don't care where I live either. They're my team. What are you going to do? Someday they will win a championship and we can say, well, we were there this whole time, right? Uh, we didn't just jump on the silver and black 
bandwagon, uh, which happened in 2016, if you guys remember. Yeah, we're all pissed. I went to whatever. We're rebuilding, man. Let's just move on. Let's move on because we have to. That's why. That's exactly why. Love the call. Love the passion, brother. All right. We have the personal trainer raider. Uh, that's a first for me. So uh, I've never heard that one before. So what's up, trainer? Hey, Raider Greg. This is the personal trainer, Raider from Virginia, I guess. I can't remember which nickname I've used over the last couple of years. Oh, God. We were looking so good through the first three quarters, and that's how it ends. Uh, I mean... It's kind of unfair to put blame on one person. I mean, Irvin's penalty really screwed us. Uh, we had him off the field on a third down. The missed extra point was the difference in the game. But what really sank this offense, or what really sank them today, was just not being able to convert, especially in the first half when our D was pulling the lights out. God, that was disappointing. I mean, if I wasn't getting paid, to watch the game today at work. I can't think of a reason why I would have wanted to step through it. Well, always next week, right? Well, my brother, there is always next week. At least for 16 weeks there is. So, um, hey, man, I'm going to go see these guys play in London. I'm going to go see them, hopefully, beat the Seacocks. I mean, that's hopefully our winning game. But every game, I hope we win, man. I, it just, it is the way it is. And we all have to just believe in that. <laughs> and our next caller is the Prez. I can't wait to hear. <laughs> What's up, my man? Should be positive. He's always very positive. Good morning, Raider Nation. Ready, Greg. Ready, Randy. This is the not so happy prayers. So let's get down to business. The defense is looking pretty good, pretty stellar. Unfortunately, they was on the field all goddamn day. The offense, I mean, um, I'm seeing a little confidence in Carr, and he's making strides. And I'm not going to make excuses. But something's not to give. Now, Beast Mode is an old-ass man. And I know this is very unbecoming of the prayers because normally I'm upbeat and whatever. But I'm going to call it for what it is. We have a young stud running back rookie, and they got him on his BS injured reserve just so they can hold him so nobody else won't get him. Chucky, this goes way back to, man, about six, seven years ago. I was his biggest cheerleader. You're really starting to piss me off, man. I mean, you like the guy that's coming in that's stubborn, and we all know how it goes. Eventually, you're going to get so stubborn, you're going to burn your account down faster than it can shine. And with that being said, bro, we get these old-ass players. we got young guys that we should be developing. You cut Hatcher, the wide receiver, the guy that was doing good in the preseason? What the hell is wrong with you, man? I mean, it's like, you know, dude, you kind of, like, just – Feeling yourself, your own hype. And I'm a huge Chucky fan. Lord knows that uh, back in the days when there was like rumors, you know, like five, six years ago, and everybody was like, oh, ha, ha, you're not coming back. 
that was me that was on that whole bunch of times, just lobbying for him. And already I'm getting irritated. I can deal with Khalil Mack because I, and I don't, I try not even get on that because deep down and say he didn't want to be there. He didn't want to play for Chucky. You say what you want to say. He went for the money and whatnot. And that's a whole other story. But to cut these guys and just experiment, I'm trying my best to hold my tongue and I'm going to wait until the season. But man, if this thing's up, you're going to hear it. You think Raider Greg went off on the last one, man. I mean, I'm not really known for going off. It takes a lot because I'm trying to be optimistic and I try to like look at the reality. But this is starting to piss me off. With that being said, Raider Nation, you got to just forgive me for this one right here. We should have won that game. That was a high school experimental team, and we fizzled out. And that's another thing. Why the hell do we always have to play from behind the wind or some controversy call play that we hoping that they didn't get it or we got stopped at the fourth and inches or we screw up uh, a lead and begging for mercy through the guys that, you know, this is over and over again every year. It's like it repeats itself. I've never seen such. Why the hell can't we just go out there and just play football and just win and just win and beat? I'm tired of this, man. Every year it's the same crap. And if you go back to years and years and years and over and over again, even we do leave, we're playing not to lose a game by a point or two. We're hoping that somebody doesn't uh, uh, score a, a first down, and we barely, it barely, just like Miami, we barely got a part of it. Okay, I'm on the boat. I'm finna go and get home. Ray Greg, Ray Nation, y'all have a good one. I'm excited. I'll be in Oakland next year, hopefully winning Miami, so you can be a good spirit when they play in Oakland. Lord knows I hate to come back to Oakland and the damn moves are somber and everything. You know, I don't have that kind of money these days and stuff. But uh, again, Chucky, man, you know, dude, just um, I'm trying to trust the process, and I do see some clarity. And let me leave on a positive note. The defense is kind of gelling now, fellas. I mean, um, if you look at that game, there should have been some serious damn holding. Those guys was like inches from getting that quarterback and everything. Those guys was holding the living hell out of those guys. And not one call. So let's bear in mind, it took um, Khalil Mack 10 games before he got in stride. But I see enthusiasm with the defense. I see the offense come along, sort of. But you can't keep running beast mode over and over again. He's an old-ass man, bro. I guess he's good. He's, he's, he's uh, durable and stuff, though. But you can't do that to him all over again. Have a good day, Ready Nation. Keep your head up. I know it's tough. This is the players out already on him. Peace. Damn. <laughs> oh, the press gets down. Oh, bro. You, you know, you're right. Listen, I've had enough of Doug Martin. I just really have. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Warren, I don't know if he's still hurt. He must be because I don't know why you would not have him running the football because he's, uh, he's a real deal. I don't know, bro. I don't know what he's thinking. I don't know what Gruden's going through. I have no idea, but, you know, we're all feeling. And we all love to be positive. So um, I'm glad you threw the positive in at the end because I was expecting it from you. And uh, but <laughs> very good rant. You kept it under control, my friend. I appreciate the call, as always.
And our next caller is the Jersey Boy Raider. He's in the house. <laughs> What's up, brother? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, Raider Nation. This is Jersey Boy Raider. Gut wrenching. Absolutely gut wrenching loss yesterday. So many chances to win the football game, so many chances to put it away. But we just literally gave that one away, completely gave it away. Um, before we get into the reasons why we lost, some of them are pretty obvious. I will say congratulations to Eric Carr, 15,000 yards. Um, and a record-setting day on completion percentage. Awesome. Awesome. 29 for 32. Protected the football. Uh, just looked very good. Took some hits. More importantly, took hits yesterday. Stayed in the pocket, took the hits. He needed that. He needed that. That's okay. I know we got a call on the carpet last week. Skittish. Even, don't forget, guys. Even last week, Monday night. He was 11 for 12, right? Then he was 20 for 24. And then he had a couple of really bad interceptions. And yes, yes, he took the heat and he came back out. And I didn't get on last week, but my message was relax. Everybody's <laughs> talking about, let's cut him. Yeah, he's a bum. You know, some people we call him when he has a bad game. Guys, let's, let's not become that, okay? We're the, we're the Raider Nation. Derek Carr is a very good quarterback. You don't throw for 15,000 15, yards. You're not an MVP candidate just two years ago because, because you don't know how to play the game. You're not a good football player, not a good quarterback. He's a leader of this football team. He had a, had a couple of bad passes just, uh, last week that ruined the game. But what a bounce-back game. He threw the ball with authority. The throw to Seth Roberts in the end zone, perfect. Perfect. It's a muster on that baby, as we say. I loved it. Derek Carr, great game yesterday. Cooper, welcome back. We missed you. Ten catches on ten targets, by the way. That's pretty awesome. 116 yards. Okay. Stepped up. Got the ball. Perfect. If you would have told me that before that game that the Raiders were going to have a 12-point lead at halftime, we're going to shut Denver out on the road in the first half. First three drives, three and out. Derek Carr, a record-setting day. Cooper back. Everybody not turning the ball over. I would have said, look at that football game. Why do we lose? Four quick things. One, blocked extra point. Donald Penn, that's on you, buddy. You've got to get that corrected on the right side. Getting tired of hearing excuses. You've got to get that done. That can't happen. Number two, play calling. Again, too conservative in the second half. Again, when we're trying to run out the clock, I know you want to run the ball down their throat. Chucky, we don't have that kind of running game. We just don't have that. It's okay. But what got you there yesterday? Terry Carr had arguably one of his best games ever. Throw the football. Throw the football. Don't hand it off to Doug Martin on second and nine after Jared Cook. It can't get set. <laughs> Love Jared Cook. Come on, man. Don't get set. Now it's third and eight. Listen, throw the hot route. Yeah, there you go. They get the ball back. Defense, number three. Second week in a row. Did not show up in the second half. Denver had four possessions in the second half, and he scored on every damn one of them. Two touchdowns, two field goals. Ten plays each, at least. Are you kidding me? Guys are exhausted. Can't blame the offense. Why? They couldn't go off the field. And fourth, you want to blame one player some weeks? We blamed Carr last week? Fine. Guys, sometimes it does come down to just one bad call, tuck rule. Sometimes it comes down to one bad play. Keith Smith. You catch that ball right in your hands, you're going to run for another five, six, ten yards, keep the clock rolling, stay in bounds, 
First down, it's at least 22 to 26, 10 at that point. Game is over. Over, Johnny. That, that ball game is over. But drops it, gives it back. <laughs> Second and 20 from their own, 10? That was a 20-yard, 21-yard pass. And then the last play, I don't know what Conley was doing and all. Swing and a miss, swing and a miss. And that's your ball game. Guys, gut-wrenching loss. We know how important it is to beat our division. Uh, just frustrating. And I'm just, I'm just letting you know, guys, 0-2 against these two teams. Kind of expect the Ram loss, okay? I think we all did. Usually when you look at the calendar and you see the, the Broncos schedule, we usually pen ourselves in as a win at home and a loss on the road. Even though we should have won that game, got to win the next two games. These are must-win games here to get back. Denver looks good. Actually, no. Chiefs look good. Should have beat Denver. We are a better football team than Denver. It's early, but it is concerning and it's frustrating. And, guys, with that being said, got to get a W next week. Let's rally around Carr. He's fine. He looked great. Okay? Let's get it moving. Let's get a win next week. With that being said, just win, baby. Jersey Boy Raider out. Boom. Drop the mic because you nailed it all. You nailed it way good. <laughs> uh, way better than me for sure. The stats are amazing. First half was amazing. You know, there's other things that caused it. Look at, um, we could have got the defense off the field if number 51 would have kept his mouth shut. But no, he has to go tell the ref something that's nasty and we get a personal foul. The penalties are killing us. They're killing us at crucial times, bro. And Donald Penn, <laughs> don't get me start. Donald Penn was a good lineman, but he's jacked up. His foot's messed up, and he's old. I mean, maybe we have to have a $150 million offensive line, but I didn't see a lot of big holes on his side, and Doug Martin, give me a break. I I can't see it. I don't even want to hear it. Yeah, Lee catches that ball, but why did we throw it one time? We The clock management was just crazy, and what you say, what got us there, the pass, it should have been three passes, one run. I mean, that would have been, to me, the way I'd have done it, because we would have completed at least one of those. It's painful. We have to win in Miami. And I'm telling you, like I said, there's no choice because we cannot go 0-3. That would be, that'd be a big nail, bro. Thanks for the call. Very well done. And our next caller, out of the crowd. Usually don't even notice. Here he comes. Raider Frank. He's in the house. Love you, man. You are a smart Raider fan. What you got? Raider Greg, how you doing? This is Raider Frank, Raider Randy. Hello. So we've won the first half two weeks in a row. So we're getting there, I guess, if that's what you want to call it. You know, a lot of people are making a big deal out of their car winning the completion percentage. I guess that's a good thing. But with John Gruden's offense, with the little check downs and all that kind of stuff, 
you better well have, have a, a big completion percentage because that's all he does. You don't throw deep at all. So that's good. At least he did better than he did last game. And, uh, well, it's off to Miami, an early day game for the East Coast, uh, early here in the West Coast. Most teams always have trouble playing those games. Let's hope that the full team shows up, the whole team plays a better second half, and come away with a victory. The Dolphins are not that good. We should be able to win, but you never know with that early start. A couple of other things. I've been hearing rumors that uh, Jet, uh, Reggie is going to be gone at the end of the year, which makes sense, and it's about time. His draft picks are horrible. I want to thank Reggie for his salary cap management, basically for doing his job, because that's part of the general manager's position is to manage a salary cap. So anyway, maybe uh, we'll find somebody, uh, or John's got somebody in mind to take over for that position, and they can give us some better drafting um, possibilities, because pretty much every draft pick that Reggie has taken is almost gone from this team. Anyway, better luck next week against the Dolphins. And here come the Cleveland Browns. Thanks. Bye. Now, if you knew Frank, you'd know that that was a call. It was a call to arms. <laughs> Frank doesn't get real excited. But he's pretty sharp, as you could hear. And it would be great. I've been calling him Veggie for quite a while. I would really like to have some new blood as far as a general manager, someone with the dynamics and, you know, someone that can pick really good players. That would make a huge difference. Um, someone that could pull in players that are free agents. Someone that's more dynamic. I don't know. Veggie's got to go. I hope he goes. Um, and Miami, they're 2-0, bro. They're not great, but they can play. And if we're not there <laughs> in the morning, well, they're going to play. We got to play. We got to win. We cannot go 3-0. and And saying that, appreciate the call, brother, always. Hope to see you at a game pretty soon. You and your lovely wife and daughter, by the way. And our next caller, way deep in the Fresno Valley, Raider Nate is in the house. What you got for us, brother? What's up, Bone Line? This is Raider Nate. I'm deep up in the valley, Fresno. First of all, thank you, Raider Gray and Randy, for keeping the show going. Just listen to episode 510, and that's an accomplishment in itself. But took uh, finally cooled down a little bit after yesterday's uh, game. I, I knew I already knew that was going to happen, man. I, I saw the writing on the wall on that one. But first of all, there's no pass rush, no defense. I knew if the Broncos got the ball back in the fourth quarter, they were def they were going to go ahead and just win the game. I already knew it. Had to lead the whole game, let the Broncos win, but that's how it goes. I, I didn't think the bone line was still going to be um, 
the line to vent. I thought it was the line to call in after wins for the Raider Nation to gather. But, I mean, I love the bone line, but I think we're going to be using it to vent all year again. It's going to be one of those seasons. Um, what was that, that double, uh, that penalty on Cooper? I mean, what, only the Raiders, something like that happens, a double pass interference. Only do the Raiders if something like that happens. Throwing a flag at Bruce Irvin for uh, talking a little trash to the ref. Uh, suddenly they wanted it to turn it into an NBA game or something. But I thought they could uh, leave Oakland on a high note. Um, but it looks like it's going to be a long year, man. Um, I know it's still early. But uh, from what I'm seeing, our defense can't hang with these other offenses in the NFL. The freaking Chiefs are on fire with their young quarterback. Uh, Chargers defense is up. And you saw what the Broncos did and came back and won. I mean, we have them in Denver, and they blew it. I think that's going to be a, a lot of the same stuff we see all year long. But I'll go ahead and uh, end on that note. Um, thank you again. Raider Gray and Randy, thank you, everybody that calls in on the bone line for being real. We're all real Raider fans. Um, Thank you, Raider Gray, for telling it how it is and being raw. Um, We're real Raider fans. We know what's in front of us. But uh, I am hopefully going to make it out to the game against the Browns. So hope to see the Raider Nation out there. Looking forward to hearing other callers on the bone line. We'll see what else we got going on for the rest of the year, man. Go Raiders. Out. All right. Well, you know what? You've been a fan long enough, brother. I mean, what am I going to tell you that you haven't already experienced if you've been a Raider fan for the last 30 years? Just say 30. Say you're 30, maybe 25. So 25 years. Tell me what you're you're echoing See, I've been around a lot longer than that. But listen, man, it's going to be a tough year because look, it's ahead of us. So I'm here. We got the bone line going. Let's just tell each other, you know, what's up. It's important. I hope I don't have to result to the suicide hotline. That could be brutal. I don't want to go there. It's too early. And I don't want to do it this year at all if I can avoid it. So appreciate the call we got a long road. Let's buckle up and hang on. And our next caller, Raider Jim on the East Coast. What's happening, Raider Jim? Raider Greg, Raider Randy, this is Raider Jim on the East Coast. Surviving. Dodged Florence. We were very fortunate, unlike some of the people that are south of us. Uh, the Raiders, however, were not able to dodge the donkeys. I'm sitting out here on the East Coast yesterday and just really have had such a bad feeling about football this year ever since the Raiders traded Khalil. And I just went outside, man. Went went for a bike ride with my wife while they were showing the Patriots and the jaggy wires. No Raiders on my TV. Not out here on the East Coast. I didn't I don't have direct TV and the NFL ticket and all that stuff. 
But just as I was getting back from my bike ride, drinking some water, wiping the sweat off of me, checked my phone. Wow, the Raiders are actually winning. I can't believe it. They're beating the Broncos. So I took a shower, got some clean clothes on, sat down, checked my phone again, and I saw where the Raiders had the ball with the lead, 19-17, to and I told my wife, they're going to lose this game by a field goal. You watch. And sure enough, run, run, no first down, little short pass, no first down, and then CBS does me the con favor of bonus coverage just in time to see the Broncos kick a field goal and beat the Raiders. So the season of woe continues. You know, I, I, I don't want to be, I don't want to be the downer. So I will say that looking at the stats, hearing from a lot of people on Twitter, following the game as best as I can without watching it play out. It seemed like it seemed like the Raiders looked better than they did in the second half against the Rams. Derek Carr certainly looked better, 90% completion rate. But it seems like the problem in this game was the play calling was too conservative at the end, and that drives me nuts. It drives me crazy when teams do that. I don't know if you remember John Madden talking about the prevent defense and what he would say is the prevent defense prevents you from winning. And I would say that conservative offensive calling when you have a chance to put the game away also prevents you from winning. Uh, I saw Keith Smith, the replay of Keith, Keith Smith dropping that fourth and one pass. That That was terrible. I saw the replay of uh, Bruce Irvin taking a playoff, that that was terrible. I saw Donald Penn taking a playoff, and that was terrible. Uh, but overall, I think the Raiders are better than they were last year, even with Khalil being gone. And the argument can be made, and it's a, it's a good argument, that if, in fact, we still had Khalil on the team, that he could have stopped that last drive by the Broncos. And that, that's feasible. Could have happened. Could have happened, but he's gone. He's a bear. We must move on. So Raiders are in an early hole. We got to win this week at Miami. There's no question the Raiders have to win this week. Raider Greg and Raider Randy, thank you for your podcast. Enjoy it, man. Raider Nation, God bless y'all. Talk to you next time. Another very good call. I mean, we all understand exactly what you're saying. Getting better. You know, maybe that's what we have to look for this season is getting better. That's got to be the mantra that we all have to kind of have. And hopefully we continue to improve and improve till we actually completely win games convincingly. I, too, not a fan of the coaching at the end of the game. Being conservative, why? Why are you going to be conservative when we were getting the ball out to other people all game long? What's going to change that? You got to let the players play, man. You can't. <laughs> we don't have a running game. I don't think we got a running game. Our running game is marginal at best. It's no crazy, fantastic, blowing holes open running game. No. 
And as long as we don't have Warren, we ain't going anywhere anyway running the ball. Uh, but we should have passed the ball, should have been more aggressive, absolutely positively. Defense was gassed so they didn't get off the field, and the rest is history. Let's just hope for the best and see us improve. I hope so as well. And our next caller is Raider Chris from Scranton, PA. I hope that's where our next president comes from, by the way. <laughs> but what's you got for us, man? You're an emotional Raider fan like the rest of us. Let's hear it. What you got? What's up, Raider Greg, Raider Nation? Raider Chris from Scranton, Pennsylvania, calling. And it's a new NFL season. Same old Raider results. How many times are we going to start a football game off dominating the games to finish losing them? We, we dominated these first two games at the beginning. wasn't even close. The first game... Aaron Donald, we shut down. We shut down Sue. We shut down their secondary. And we had we had our way with them. And then Carr became a bitch and did what he did. And then this second game, all I'm hearing is, oh, Carr redeemed himself. Carr this. No, most of his passes were short passes, other than maybe four passes maybe. The one to Roberts to the end zone was pretty. I'll give him that one. But, I mean, he still looks like a scared little bitch. He does. And we, you know, our offensive line, they're playing their ass off. They get tired too. But how long do you expect them to block a quarterback that's not moving? But, you know, we have all this talent on offense, and you give Marshawn Lynch all these carries against Denver? Like, you know, we, we have some good talent. We have overall good talent. And Cooper, he's not even a factor. And to be honest, I don't think we're going to keep him either because he's going to be in the same situation Mac was this year, next year. So don't be surprised if we get rid of him for more picks. But this team is a mess. Greg, you mentioned it on your last, your last podcast. I just got done listening to it. We have no good direction. There's no good direction in this team whatsoever. The defense is holding up pretty strong, but again, they get tired. And they can only handle so much. But where the hell is is uh, Irving at? Where's his leadership that he's been wanting? Because he's not been bringing it. Arden Key's been a non-factor. Granted, he's a rookie, I understand. But you still know how to play football. But like you said, we have all these old veterans that aren't going to cut it. You hit you hit it right on the money last week. Like, how much longer are we going to be rebuilding? We've been rebuilding since the Super Bowl in 2002. I'm just over this. Just when you start thinking that this team has finally turned it around and they're dominating games, they lose them the second half. Do they not know it's a four-quarter game? But I know it's only two games in. We're going in against Miami, and I wouldn't be surprised if we lose that one either. But I'm just aggravated with with this whole thing. And he's not stuck in an air way back on this. He's coming up. 
I, I, I don't know what else to say. Raider Nation, Raider Gray, I'm not like that fat girl in dodgeball. Okay, Raider Chris, listen, man, I know, I know, I know how you feel, and we all do, but this is the point of the season where we just have to let it go, man. <laughs> we got to let it go. It's time to let go and just watch the team and see what happens and see I am totally with you 100% on Cooper. I don't think he's going to be there. I think they're going to get rid of him next season for draft picks too. I have no doubt. Or they trade him for another player, but watch that as well. Dude, it is what it is, and we just have to ride this season out, and that's how it is. So um, I'm with you. We're all with you. Don't. Don't think. <laughs> You're alone. Uh, very questionable moves here this season. Questionable play calling. I mean, did you expect? Look, new coach, new playbook, new offensive coordinator, new whole new staff, and a bunch of whole new old guys. Dynamics are crazy. So we'll see what happens if these guys can get it together. Who knows? Let's hope so. They gotta do it by next week. They gotta beat they gotta can't be 0-3. That just cannot be. Thanks for the call, brother. Now before I end the show, I have a I got an email from a fan who listens to our show. I'm gonna call him the Hailstone Raider. Yeah, he had some interesting points. He's been a fan for quite a while. Um and it's, it's interesting the, what he put on his email. So he said, you know, he agreed with me. I, I agree with him. You know, when Al was still alive and the draft picks he was making and the desperate moves, he was trying to sign older players like Randy Moss and Warren Sapp and he's trying to put a team together, but it wasn't working out for Al. But the thing that I thought was, was the problem was the inner office as well. The guys who looked for the draft picks, the – all the inner workings that have been there since the 60s, same guys. Uh, so when Al passed, I thought, okay, now is a time to modernize, get some people in there. And all this occurred, really. And it's changed the team quite a bit. Thank goodness, because we really needed it. But he has a list of people we've drafted. Uh, let me see. i got to put my glasses on here because I can't see for nothing. All right, so these are some of the draft picks um, from 1990 till when Alp passed. Anthony Smith, defensive end, Arizona. Todd Marinovich, hard one to forget. Chester McLaughlin, I like that guy. Patrick Bates, defensive back. Rob Fredrickson, linebacker. Napoleon Kaufman, good pickup. Ricky Dudley, also, I thought was a good pickup. Darrell Russell, defensive tackle. Eh. Charles Woodson, which incidentally Al um, slapped a tag on, I think, three times before he let him go. It's a shame, man. Mo Collins, guard. Matt Stitchcomb. 
Sebastian Janikowski, Derek Gibson, defensive back, another. Philip Puke Cannon, defensive back, oh gosh. Napoleon Harris, linebacker. Nandi Asamoa, defensive back. Good guy, terrible team around. Tyler Brayton, defensive end. Robert Galloway, tackle. Fabian Washington, defensive back. Michael Huff, defensive back. Jamarcus Russell, quarterback. Huge fart. Massive fart. I can't even do it. Darren McFadden, Darius Hayward Bay, who actually still plays for Pittsburgh. Rolando McClown, and that kind of sums that up. So since we've been complaining about this team and the draft picks and this, let's just hope Veggie McKenzie loses his job next year and we have a new GM with a future and a really good way of picking players so he can help John Gruden to coach the better players that he can pick. We need that more than anything, I think. And that was a great take, by the way. Um, (laughs) I don't want anyone to look at our draft picks. That's the first time I've really looked. It's a scary, scary list, Um, especially after Reggie McKenzie showed up, other than Cooper and Mack, which fell at him in the top five. So with that on the note, hey, man, we got to watch and pray and hope and don't get your heart wrapped up in it and don't get all wrapped up, you know, even like I do. We're winning at the half. you got to wait till the last whistle sounds and it's over. So let's hope the Raiders can pull it together for Miami. Let's go silver and black. Let's get her done. I'm sick of losing. We all are. I am Raider Greg, and I am out. <laughs>